Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshey. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week, guys, we have some big news here from... <laughs> big news. Sorry. <laughs> if you are anyone who's anyone who has a phone or access to the internet or TV, you probably saw Michigan beat number eight Notre Dame under the lights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard In Time. In a monsoon. In a monsoon on Saturday. This past Saturday. And it was probably the best game of Michigan football I have ever experienced for myself. And um, definitely this season alone, it was crazy. I am sick because I stood in the rain for three and a half hours, jumped in lots of puddles. My boots we had did do so that. much rain <laughs> in them. I had to dump them out in Hannah's shower after I got home. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so we were walking back from the stadium and... Whenever we saw a puddle, everyone was walking around it, and we're like, we follow Michigan football, and we follow speed and space, so when you see the space, you have to get the speed, so we went straight through the puddles. Exactly. And also, when wearing rain boots, you have, like, access to puddles, because you're wearing rain boots. If the puddles are accessible. That is true. But they should be accessible if it's raining, and you're wearing rain boots. That's true as well. Um, Harley, I am, like, I, I agree with you. It was... I mean, pretty much objectively, it was the best game of the Jim Harbaugh era so far, and it was definitely the most fun fun I've ever had at a football game. I would venture to say it's the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. I was was living. It was so fun. The rain was pouring down. I had to, like, put on my heated blanket up on the highest, like, thing that it had that night because I was soaked. I was wearing, I think we both were, I was wearing a tank top, a long sleeve shirt, a sweatshirt. And then I had my raincoat over that, and then I had a jersey over that, and then eventually Harley gave me her winter coat to put over that, and I was still shaking all night and the next morning. It was so worth it. And I'm just going to say full disclosure right now, I'm going to be so hypocritical in this podcast because I know if you listen back a few episodes after we lost to Wisconsin, I said, you know, like, I'm done with this team. There's nothing they can do to redeem themselves. Even if they win some, like, game in a great fashion, it doesn't change the trajectory of the program. I don't care what I said in the past. Let me be happy. Let me live. I am so alive right now, and I'm so thrilled with how this team looked. And, like, I don't care what they have done in the past. This is the best week of my life. Let me have it. And also, just going off of that, we absolutely steamrolled Notre Dame. Um, we won the game, obviously, 45-14, to 14, and we scored in every quarter, shut Notre Dame out for two quarters. Honestly, the two scores that Notre Dame got, one was, like, basically handed to them from the refs, and one was in garbage time. So, like, we owned that whole game. We shut them out for a whole half. Why don't you just say like, we shut them out? I I kind of say that we do, mostly because it was dumb. Yeah. Like, the first time they scored, I was absolutely livid and didn't talk about anything else for, like, ten minutes after that. Um, Except for throwing out. We led that game basically, like, in terms of, like, everything. Like, rushing yards, passing yards. I have the, can I go over the team stats right here? I mean, we're pretty, like, even Stevens when it comes to, like, first downs and stuff, but, like, that's just kind of, like, No, we were, we had 23 first downs and they had 12. And then I'm, oh, (laughs) I meant third down conversion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I beat. That was pretty similar. Um, but we just rocked. Like, um, the defense was there. The offense was there. Like, it was solid coaching. Like, people were, like, praising, like, Harbaugh for his, like, pettiness and, like, kind of, like, being, like, emblematic of himself back in like 2016 um just kind of like seeing like fits of that um gave people a lot of 
I don't know, hype. Like, everyone was just, like, living. It was electric. It was crazy. And, yeah, so we held Notre Dame to under 100 yards for, I think, probably three quarters. Mm -hmm. Um, Overall, it ended up being 180 yards to 437 yards that Michigan had, which is a lot of yards. Um, And I I don't know how many of Notre Dame's yards were in garbage time because I really feel like we held them to under 100 yards for the vast majority of the game. Um, Yeah, and, like, there's just not that much to say because Michigan literally was firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. They dominated in every single aspect of the game. It's hard to point out – a solid like player of the game or a moment of the game. I mean, I would say the it's game was moment. Yeah, it, one crazy. thing I would say is probably not Shea Patterson's best game, but we didn't need him to. It, and also, like our passing game wasn't was gonna be like, emphasized in that weather. All he had to do was hand the ball off. And that was like the difference that we had. Like we emphasized the run game when like Notre Dame kind of tried to attempt to like be dual in both mm-hmm. when it was like pouring rain. I think it stopped like once in the third quarter, um, but. Yeah, you, <laughs> when it's, like, in those kind of conditions, you're not going to throw the ball. And, like, if you try, like, it's slippery when wet. You know what I'm saying? So, like... And we had play calling that made sense. Yes. Like, it made sense. They, <laughs> it was all, like, they were doing the things they needed to do to win the football game. And I'm like, who who's out there? Who's calling like, these whose plays? Whose team is this? Like, if you look at this team, like, that played Notre Dame versus the team that played the, like, Middle Tennessee's armies. In Wisconsin's of the world, like they're two different teams. Like I would, I feel like I'm in a different season right now. Like, well, no, if you literally, would be like this is 2019. I'd be like, no, 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 that's not 2019 Michigan football. What is really? this? What is we this? We never thought this moment <laughs> would come. I'm gonna moment, cry. <laughs> anyone thought this moment would come? Like beating a top ten team, and like one, I know, like it was a back and forth a little bit for a while about who was. Um, favorite in the game, Michigan was, then they weren't, and then it was kind of, like, up in the air, but, like, going into the game, Notre Dame was the favorite, I'm and most, we're I'm never, never <laughs> the underdog to, like, win this kind of game, and we freaking steamrolled them. Like, literally, something happened in the locker room at Happy Valley at halftime that- Something, like, emerged. Yeah, I don't team. know, like, what they gave them, or what they said, like- Say it to me before my exam tomorrow, please. And my exam Thursday, but I thought it was going to be tomorrow. Um, because literally, it's an entirely new team. And not just necessarily in the, the like, you know, plays and how, like, their actual performance and their stats. It's a new energy yes. and a new vibe. So and palpable. you just sense something different. It's the polar opposite of how against Wisconsin, you didn't just feel like they were being dominated on the field. You felt like they were being dominated in the mental game. And, like, Michigan had given up. It's the complete opposite now. And also, it's notable because they have essentially nothing to play for anymore except for beating their rivals. But it's, like, I don't know if that's maybe a motivator because it's, like, now what we have to do is beat our rivals and there isn't this added stress of making the Big Ten and making the college football playoffs. Mm -hmm. But they are out there, like, playing – because I feel like as fans, sometimes we kind of give up when we realize we're not going to win the Big Ten and we're not going to make the playoffs because we're like, Honestly, what is I'm, there to root for anymore? With like beating rivals, like I know the yes. whole goal of this, of like any like football season for like a program such as Michigan is to like you know contend for the. Big Ten championship, contend for the college football playoff. But honestly, like, if we're going to boil down to, like, how we're all salty as Michigan fans, it's because we can't beat rivals. And, yeah. like, consistently on, like, an actual, like, dominating fashion. like. And we'll, we'll get into, like, the 
the rival game in a little bit because I have that on there for later to talk about the rest of the Big Ten. But, I mean, Notre Dame is a rival that we're not going to see again for 14 years, and it is so great to end this rivalry in this fashion. Um, one thing I do want to like say... the opposite of, like, last time. Like, yeah. before the rivalry came back last year, like, Notre Dame, like, hammered us. Yeah. And then, well, I feel like we could have won last year, honestly. It was just kind of the same thing where we kind of slow start, mm-hmm. and then we tried to, like, full send at the end, but then it just kind of flopped. <laughs> but this was... Oh, it's so sweet to hold on to this for the next, like, 14 years. It's <laughs> like, so I'm chill great. with that. Um... Uh, and another thing I want to touch on, because I realize that our reasoning could seem faulty at points in that a lot of people are saying that Notre Dame isn't as good as we thought they were. I don't care. Like, don't tell me that. Especially because I, I mean, they're not going to be a top 10 team anymore because we beat them out of the top 10. Like, that's what happens when you beat a top 10 team. They're no mm-hmm. longer a top 10 team. But at the same time, this team did go toe-to-toe with Georgia. That's what I was going to say, This yeah. team, like, and obviously Georgia's had their moments. And, like, I, like they're not, I mean, I'm just going to say, they're not Ohio State, and they're not Clemson, and they're not Bama. Like, that's the top LSU. tier. And they're not LSU. I probably, that top tier is probably OSU and LSU, honestly. Yeah, just that. But they're not in that tier. But they're still a good football team. And I get it. A lot of Notre Dame fans right now are, pro- are calling for Brian Kelly's head. And I get that he's always disappointing and whatever, Michigan still beat them by way more than anyone expected them to. Even when Michigan was favored, it was by four points. This is still a good, significant win. I didn't even expect it myself. Like, I was expecting, like, going into it, I was like, okay, I can either, we're either going to lose this game and it's going to be close, or we're going to win and it's going to be close. Like, I did not expect for us to just have, like, take the reins and, like, push the gas pedal down the whole time. We did Literally. not let up. At all. There was no way we could have expected it. Because this is the best we've ever seen a Michigan football team play literally, I don't want to say in our lifetime, but in the past 10 years. Oh, it was, I have, I don't even know how to describe (laughs) it. It was an incredible experience. And I wouldn't change this, like, weird illness that I have, like, for the world. Like, that just means that I'm carrying around, like, a fond memory because my team, like, looked like a team. Yeah. Also, like, I, so before the game, we were kind of saying, like, in last week's podcast, we're like, I feel like this is a Notre Dame that, team that we could maybe beat, so that might seem to counteract some of our shock that we won, but it still was, I guess, so the week before, we lost to Penn State, and it was away, but the Penn State team that we lost to looked beatable, yes, and so beatable. We, we were like, and now seeing the, how we beat Notre Dame, which I think Notre Dame is, I still think Notre Dame's comparable to Penn State. Um, yes, and after this, like, I literally, I don't know, this is a dumb take, but I literally blame Michigan's loss at Penn State entirely on the, the whiteout. Not the wideout. The whiteout. I don't want to blame Ronnie. I'm blaming the whiteout. Because that game environment, I literally think it got to their heads, and I still think if Michigan played Penn State at home, Michigan could win. So... I don't know that that was all over the place, but I, no, Mich- I it's not that Notre Dame isn't good. It's like Michigan is better than we thought they were. And yes, game environments seem to infect them, infect them, affect them more than <laughs> they maybe should. But yeah, that- no, I think it's true. I can't remember like off the top of my head, but I know we have over 20 plus wins at the big house under Harbaugh. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely like one of those things. And I think just in terms of, like, Penn State, the Penn State game versus this Notre Dame game, like, 
we are kind of slow from the start, which is kind of like what we're normally doing, I guess, like a more on like consistent basis. We're kind of slow at the beginning, like trying to feel stuff out and then maybe like shoot that last second like shot and then like somehow like we win or we lose. It doesn't really matter. But like from this one, like I mentioned, like we just didn't let up the entire time. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're going now and like, I'm not going to stop. And I think just, I don't know whether it was like coming off the fact that like, yeah, we should have beat Penn State. And because, and I honestly think like we could have beat Penn State, like even in Happy Valley, we could have beat them. I just think we were very slow. And if we had that like kind of same like energy and mentality and tenacity that we had against Notre Dame, like the entire time, like we could have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know that environment is really tough. I've never honestly been to the whiteout. Um, I don't want to, but it looks crazy and definitely like could sway the game. Like in all honesty, it's all about that. Like 12 man, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, um, but like Penn state will be exposed eventually. And like, I'm waiting for that moment. Um, Ohio will absolutely roll by them. Um, that'll be mm. in a few weeks. Um, but I'm just going to revel in this fact that, man, we beat Notre Dame by 31. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, it's just, I don't know. If you haven't watched Michigan games much, you might not understand just how beautiful it was. But the way they played, I've only seen them dominate teams that way. Like, I've only seen them dominate Rutgers that way, like literally. In, like, sometimes, like, the cupcakes that they schedule at the beginning like of the Maryland. season. Sometimes the Maryland's, but, like, not... You know what I mean? Like, even, even the, like, mid-tier Big Ten teams, they never beat like that. And this was a top-ten team. No, it was so good. It yeah. was such a good game. I can't wait to watch it again and again and again. I'm going to put it on my laptop. Mm, you should. She has the Texas A&M Sweet 16 game, like, Michigan-Texas A&M Sweet 16 game from... 2018. Saved on her laptop so we can watch it when we don't have internet. But, like, it's kind of hard to watch it now because John Beeline's there, and I get really sad. Mm. But I still, the, the I picture, still love that game though. That picture when he um, but when he won with the Cavs. <laughs> okay, um, so the I, <laughs> I know, and oh, it's wow. also really sad because when we first started rewatching that game, we still had that whole team there, and now more and more, it's like none of those players are here anymore, and it's so sad. We're talking about football right now, Han. Oh, I thought you were talking about basketball. No, we're going back to football now. Okay, well, someday we'll look back on this game and be like, I miss Ronnie Bell, I miss Cam McGrone and Dexon Hill, and DPJ, and Hassan Haskins, and and Zach Charbonnet. Hassan Haskins has grown on me so much. Steven Spinellis. He rushed for 149 yards, dudes. Oh, I he's, love Hassan Haskins. I love how he's, like, emerged um, to kind of, like, take up, honestly, that mantle is, like, either the starter or, like, the second string, honestly. I don't know, Whichever like, one. which He's probably sharing it with Zach Charbonnet, but, like, I love both of them. And, like, having that dual threat with those two, I feel good about running back right now. Like, honestly, okay, our, like... Our this running is the, backs like, is the weirdest, the weirdest wave, thing. Like, up, down, yeah, because in the preseason, I remember Gaddis was saying that was our deepest position group, and we're like, no, it's not. And then we watched the Middle Tennessee, and we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, it is. And then, and then we watched like four games, we're like, we don't have any running backs. Yes. And then we'd be like, and now we're like, just, we have such good running backs. Such whiplash from this team, it's unreal. <laughs> um, but like honestly, Kron Higdon and Chris Evans versus Heck Charbonnet and Hassan Haskins, who are you taking? Um, 
He definitely was on Haskins. <laughs> I know, right? And I was, you I had no, yeah, I had no complaints about them, but I was making Hassan and Zach like a million times over. Ugh. Um, Anything else we should touch on? Or? Well, there was like a stupid pass interference call. Oh, um, no. When that I, makes me upset. <laughs> but okay, we won't go into that, even though it was dumb. The officiating was dumb in the and third it's quarter. What led Notre Dame to score? Yeah. I'm so bitter about it. But it was hilarious because they gave us these oh, towels yes. at the beginning this of the, the game. Best part of the game, I think, honestly. Which they've done before. Like they hand you these maze towels when yeah. you walk in. Um. But everyone started throwing them onto the field (laughs) because the refs weren't throwing their flags onto the field. (laughs) And, like, it was so funny because they just kept flying down. At first it was, like, one or two, and, like, they weren't actually going onto the field. At first people were just throwing them to the people in front of them. Then they all start going on the field. They would land on the – like, one of them landed on a ref's head. One landed on a Notre Dame player's helmet. They were landing on the cameras. Then they put an announcement (laughs) on at the big house. They're, like – students please stop do not throw objects onto the field and then they just come raining down because that was the stupidest thing that they could have done it was and it didn't stop for like the majority of the game some of the players were like like you could tell they were like signaling for us to stop and we're like no like this is fun i think they were probably confused by it I thought it was so funny. They I was did look crying confused, but what's laughing. confusing about it i was crying laughing it was so funny it was like for me it was so, it was a mix of emotions because I was like, this is the most, like, accurate response, like, I would have, like, but I didn't get a flag because I was late, um, but I, <laughs> but I was also just, like, so mad because of the, like, pass interference call that led them to score, um, and then having all of our fans, like, respond like that, it was so funny, so it was, like, mad, but, like, it was laughing so, so hard. So I'd start, like, laughing, and I'd be like, wow, that was the absolute, like, worst call I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my gosh, look at them. I Someone just so threw a flag funny. on the camera. And this is so funny. It was just because it was literally everyone. Like, they were just, everyone. People we were didn't, throwing them down from, like, top part of the student section all the way down. <laughs> To chuck him on the field. Oh, it was so it funny. It was so funny. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It's so we have great to be a comedy out here. <laughs> and not the, um, Illinois needs silence, please respond. Or I, what? It was like Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. I get those states mixed up. Um, um, they're different. I know, but they both start with an I. If Idaho was problem. in the Big Ten, I would be screwed. What are you going to do with the fact that Indiana in is definitely in the Big Ten? Oh, Indiana, I get mixed up with Illinois, but not Iowa. But I don't get their football teams mixed up. Usually just the states in general. And they went beforehand. How did you do here? Um, I didn't have any geography tests. <laughs> 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 That's great. Jim Harbaugh. Yes. He's our head coach. Elaborate? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not? head coach but there have been takes for a lot of this like season including coach. from yes. ourselves very own views and stadium yes Boulevard. that he should no longer be the head coach what are your thoughts on that well like i don't think we i think after wisconsin we were all so bitter and angry and i've been thinking about this for a while especially like after penn state and honestly after this notre dame game i was like we were so bitter about harbaugh and i at that point, I was honestly like, yeah, please, like, if someone from the NFL is, like, looking, like, don't be afraid to ask. Like, I was so fed up and so frustrated because, like, this team just rolled over and against Wisconsin, and 
I was like, I'm not having this anymore. And I want to win things. Obviously, I want to beat Ohio. I want to be in the Big Ten Championship. I want to be in the college football playoff like a Michigan program should be. Um, but after these last two games, I'm like, yeah, we lost to Penn State. That doesn't really matter. But we had, like, some kind of fight in us that was different. And then especially this is very, very present in this Notre Dame game. And I think just in terms of, like, um, Harbaugh declining the penalties and Notre Dame would maintain being under 100 <laughs> yards, like, that kind of, like, like attitude was, like, the Harbaugh, like, we got, like, in the first two years when he was here. And then also just, like, as a team, like, yeah, like, Notre Dame was basically, like, spoon-fed their first touchdown of the game. Um, but our team did something that, like, like that could have, like, taken the wind out of their sails because that made the score 17-7. to But we just marched right back down that field with our offense. Our offense marched right back down that field and scored immediately after that happened, going up 24-7. to And I hadn't seen, like, that kind of, like, spark in our offense, honestly, and in just our team in general, like, all season. And, like, we were on a new level. Like, that's all I have to say about this. And I'm, like, and going back to the whole, like, Harbaugh deal, like, I don't really necessarily, like, feel, like, the same way about it. I feel like I'm in this weird, like, limbo. I just want to see how the rest of this unfolds, honestly. Um, But he also, like, this came at the time where, there was rumors circula- circulating around that he was looking at the NFL, and he, like, put out this, like, letter, and people were talking about it and, like, making memes about it. Um, and he was basically saying, like, no, I'm staying here. Like, parents, recruits, team members, whatever. Like, I'm staying, and I don't have an agent. Whatever. Um, but, I don't know. I don't he was really like, have, those like, are any- lies made up by enemies of the program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit dramatic. That's what it was. Um, but I don't necessarily, like, feel that sort of, like, anger towards him right now, at least. Just it would be hard like, to. It, yeah, it's just kind of hard. Um, and I think, like, a lot of people like seeing, like, those, like, little tiny, like, signs of, like, Harbaugh, of Harbaugh's past. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, where to stand on this. I know, like, it's almost a complete, like, 180 from the Wisconsin Gain the Wisconsin podcast, and I'm just kind of like smooth sailing right now. Like, just like let us be happy, okay? Right? Yeah. What do you, What do you think? I am a ambivalent. I definitely want like he can't leave during this off season. I would give him another year, and I'd mm-hmm. probably give him another year after that. The thing is, um, after taking some time to um, meditate on the Wisconsin loss and just like thinking about it. Um, especially also, I'm sure you guys all saw like Colin Cowherd's take on it, and just people saying like. People are dramatic about Michigan because, yes, we expect to beat Ohio State and win national championships. Bo Schembechler's two goals, he said this all the time. His two goals were to win the Big Ten and beat Ohio State. Granted, we aren't doing either of those things right now, but we're all getting mad that we're not contending for the for the college football playoffs. And like then we're like, Bo would have, like, this isn't a Michigan program if we're not contending for the national championship. It's like, yeah, it is. Like, Beauchamp Buckler never won us a national championship. I think that's beside the point because I personally was not alive for the Beauchamp Beckler yeah. era, so I'm not really comparing things to the Beauchamp Beckler era. But all things being said, I do think that with the money that Michigan spends on the program, the top recruits we get, and just the access we have to resources, which is among the top in the country, we should be contending for the college football playoffs each year, and we should be able to find a coach that's able to do that. 
But I don't think it's Harbaugh's incompetency at coach that is, like, inhibiting that for – or mm-hmm. inhibiting us from reaching that. I literally think if you step back and look at the state of the program and look at Harbaugh's successes over the past few years, our problems are that, one, our rival, our biggest rival, who we are, like – like we need to be every year is consistently one of the best teams in the country this year probably the best team in the country and probably nobody could beat them except for we'll probably see in the college football playoffs so it's not a harbaugh thing that we're not beating ohio state it's an everyone thing except for purdue like you like it's not it's not that our like we're beating michigan state occasionally like it's not that we just can't beat rivals it's that we can't beat ohio state which is understandable and then also we've had bad luck at quarterback and I know the narrative has kind of shifted to be that Jim Harbaugh can't develop quarterbacks and maybe that's the case but I really do think we've just had bad luck and like honestly like Shea Patterson it's not that Jim Harbaugh is having like a failure year this year it's just that Shea Patterson's not as good as we thought he was and if you take that into consideration that we've had bad luck at quarterback and that our rival is consistently one of the best teams in the country Michigan is not doing all that badly so I guess we just have to give them time to see if it's a Harbaugh problem or if it's just just some bad luck. I don't know if it's necessarily like bad luck in a sense is that we were very much left behind when college football definitely changed and progressed towards mm. something different. That's true, too. Um, he can't be stubborn in his play calling. We have, like, honestly, we're, like, a program that's, like, stuck in, like, the 90s. And, like, obviously everyone else is, like, very much in, like, 2010s, almost 2020s, um, they're almost, in a sense, I feel, like, light years ahead of us, and, like, we're just, like, trying to, like, scramble and, like, fix it all, like, at once, and it's, it's been hard to, like, recover, obviously, from, like, the Rich Rod, like, Ricky Hogue, like, all the, like, early 2000s stuff, like, it's been hard for our program to, like, kind of recover from that, and I, and, like, Ohio is, like, well, there's, like, other, like, things. Like, I know we've discussed this on the podcast before, but there's just, like, other things that, like, impact the ability to get, like, the five stars and the, like, four stars of the world to come to Michigan. And that's not necessarily, like, like something that we'll be able to necessarily, like, deal with. Um, yeah, but I also wouldn't say that recruiting is a problem. Yeah, that's, I'm not saying, like, recruiting is a problem. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like where they would go, like, they're gonna go to, like, the Ohio State's, LSU's, Clemson's of the world, like, mm-hmm. the Alabama's, like, yeah. it's, but I do it's, think an, we, it's a no-brainer, honestly. Um, but I do think we have the talent and the recruits that, like, should get us to be, to, like, winning the Big Ten and contending for the college football playoffs, so, like, I wouldn't place too much of the blame on that. I'm not putting it on the recruiting status I'm just there's just like a bunch of like things that like we're like behind in and like Mm. recruiting is one of those things um just as a general concept like recruiting coaching like just kind of like I said we're trying to like do a bunch of stuff at once um to just kind of like jump from like 90s to like now like it's obviously gonna take some time to do that um but maybe we'll get there. I hope I'm alive. Yeah. Maybe around the 2033 Notre Dame game. Um. That's also a shift that I saw specifically in the play calling on against Notre Dame in that Don Brown and Jim Harbaugh are two of the most stubborn people in the world, and you mm-hmm. rarely see them adjust to accommodate for, like, the other team. They're just like, we're just going to play a Michigan game. And they they looked like they were playing to beat Notre Dame on Saturday instead of just looking to 
play as Michigan, which I appreciated, and that's one of the first times I've seen that from them. Hmm. Good point. I did appreciate that as well. Um, I I like Don Brown again. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see. <laughs> TVD on that. <laughs> um, we have a story. We have our. We're bringing back our segment. Overheard at the big house. Overheard at the big house. Oh man, do you want to say it? Yeah. I kind of like went on like the island bubble. So well, like, I just did too. But okay, I'll I'll say it. So um. Desmond Howard somehow made it to the big house for the game. I was like, shouldn't he be in, like, South Dakota? But he was at the game. The game was well over by then. Yeah, I guess he has access and to he planes. Has, like, <laughs> access to planes. <laughs> That's true. I forget about planes sometimes. Um, so Desmond Howard was on, at the game, and then he goes on the, the jumbo. Like, they just show his face, and he gives his, like, little smile. Well, it's, like, a big smile. And he, like, hung out with, like, Juana. Yeah, like, which, what, like... We're talking about specifically when they put him on the jumbo. Yeah, so they put him on the jumbotron and they're like Desmond Howard, and, and we're like, yay! We're like, Ooh. and then the girl behind us turns <laughs> to her boyfriend and she's like, oh, did he get to did he get to the NFL? And then like something like that, <laughs> and then um, and this is the part that was the overheard because Harley and I like no offense if this was you like just listen to our podcast and then you'll be smarter. But she was like, that's like, honestly what I wanted to say after I heard this. Yeah. Like I was like. Ooh, doggy. Um, she like asked her boyfriend. She's like, "Why doesn't Tom Brady ever come to games?" And he's like, "Oh, well, he has to play on Sundays, so he's kind of, he he can't." Come Yo, I had to like cover my mouth we with my hands dying. before I was like, "Oh my god, you said what now?" But like, it took her like a minute. I think she like realized for herself. Like her boyfriend like didn't tell her. She was just like, "Oh wait." Like, the light bulb went no, off. No, he definitely him. said something. He I think he kind of, like, I heard the, he was oh, annoyed. Wait. He was like, wait, what? And she was like, oh, wait. She's like, he's busy. I forgot. <laughs> Who's busy? And we're like, yeah. Except for... I wanted to turn around and be like, the only reason why he would show up is because he got in trouble and suspended for two games because of Deflategate. Yeah. That did happen. That did happen. Uh, this year, I feel like I haven't had the problem that I usually have, where I usually am always in front of the dumbest people at the big house and it's so annoying but it's kind of funny sometimes if you're dumb at the big house like come to games i don't I'm care i'm also dumb at the big yeah, house I'm, what's up yeah i'm super dumb at the big house you. but don't just like talk loudly when i'm trying to like especially when i'm stressed out during a game and they're like wait I'm like i just can like only suddenly turn imagine. to your friend and just like be like hey why are they In all honesty, I can only imagine that, like, if other people had podcasts about Michigan sports, I would be on their overheard at the big house. Oh, I'd probably say the dumbest stuff. It would be, like, overheard at the big house, two girls singing Justin Bieber. And I'd be like, that's us. We did do that. We really did. It's, like, so many times for no reason. We were... I don't... Was it to Rodney? (laughs) I, I don't remember. We were just, remember. No, it was when they would say make some noise because oh. it would be like when, when Notre Dame had the ball and everyone's like, ah, and we're like, I spent 10,000 hours. <laughs> very, very, very funny. Um, also, Harley, you can say that one. Um, okay, just like as a segue, because I mentioned um, him previously, but Ronnie Bell... Um, during his first catch of the game, like, the entire stadium started chanting Ronnie. It was really cute. Ronnie eventually had to go out before the, um, end of the first half with an injury. I don't know if, like, it's, like, a confirmed one and if he's, like, totally fine and will be back soon. But I didn't see him for the rest of the game. But it was really cute and adorable to, like, rally behind him. 
and I really hope that he appreciated it because we still really very much love Ronnie Bell and like we're not gonna like knock him for like a missed pass. No, no, no. We love Ronnie Bell. Yeah. He's he's the Ronnie of the week. So I thank you for being nice to Ronnie Bell. Yeah. Also, I somehow did not hear people chanting Ronnie. Like I heard I started, Harley chanting I started it. Chanting so Ronnie. I started chanting, but I thought it was just us. Because really, I distinctly remember being like, "Ooh, Ronnie," and then I heard Ronnie, 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 and I was like, "Ronnie." Ronnie. <laughs> and I was like, I think it's because I can't hear things when I have a hood on, which is why I always tuck my ears out of my hood. Yeah, that seems like a personal problem. <laughs> Superlatives. Hey. Sorry, that was gross. I apologize. <laughs> Player of the ears. games. Oh, I picked Hassan Haskins. This, oh, did we, like, mention when he, like, leaped and bound over, like, a human oh, being? I was like, he just jumped for joy. He, like, jumped over, like, some rando, like, Notre Dame, like, defensive player. And everyone was like, ooh, ah, and then, like... And Harley and I were, like, at that point, we were, like, really hyped up. We are like, he jumped for joy! <laughs> but he was really just hurtling a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I mentioned, he had 149 yards on the game with over 20 carries. Um, Do you think he that... a score? Um, yeah, he had multiple touchdowns. No. He did. Yes, he did. Uh-uh. Yes, he did. Yeah, Zach Charbonnet is not Hassan Haskins. Oh, okay, sorry. Boo. Sorry, sorry. I was... That was my bad. That was kind of stupid of and me. And True Wilson was the other In my guy. head, I was about to ask you, do you think Zach Charbonnet is still by far our best um, running back? Or do you think that Hassan Haskins is in that conversation for, like, best? I think they share it. Okay. I kind of agree. I don't think... I like Because at first it was, is like, Zach Michigan Charbonnet. And then it was, like, Zach Charbonnet, True Wilson, like, all these other guys... Christian Turner, and then, like, a little Hassan would sometimes go in. And then I was like, wow, Hassan's going in a lot. And now it's, like, Hassan and Zach. Love that. I love that. I love that. Oh, should we give, like, okay, I'll just, like, make up an award right now on the spot. And it's, like, congratulations on your first touchdown award goes to Mike Sanderstrom. That was so cute. That was so cute. We didn't mention that. We need to mention it. Okay. Mention it. Wait, I don't like just the touchdown. Okay, so <laughs> Mike Sanderson got his first t- career touchdown at Michigan, um, in the fourth <gasps> oh, quarter, oh, and oh, then oh, after oh, he like oh, went gosh. out at the end of the play, Hannah's like remembering now. Oh, so just, cute! They like video. They like put the cameras on him, and like the entire like team and like sideline and like everyone like under the sun was giving him like hugs and like pats on the head, and it was so adorable. <laughs> It was so cute. It and at a certain so point, great. like, there was literally, like, football being played on the field. And I don't yeah, know if this was, was like, on purpose, but they kept the Jumbotron of Mike Sanistro, like, while there was actually. So and I was like, I don't know if this is intentional, but if I was in charge of what goes on the Jumbotron, I don't care what's happening on the field. I want to see everyone hugging Mike Sanistro. And they all loved him, and it was so cute, and we love him. Yes. So, congratulations on your first touchdown. That's really cute. Okay. Okay. Be better award. Goes to Notre Dame, or as Harley wrote, Notre Lame, because they're, they're lame. They're lame. You, there's yeah. this guy, I think I texted you this, but I couldn't really text it in the thing. You know how, like, the actual, like, French pronunciation is Notre Dame? Yeah. This guy at Sweetwaters earlier that it was, like, talking to his friend, he's like, yes, my football team at my school is playing Notre Dame later, so, and I was like, shut up. Notre Dame. That's super Notre Lame. Yeah. Notre Dame. <laughs> Anyways, um, Mo of the Week goes to Mo. The canceled award 
Goes Didn't to, like Mo vibes the points in the NBA? Shouts out to Mo. I am the Wizards. I'm he might sure have he as might a have. wizard. As a wizard. Um, the can- yeah. the canceled award goes to these men behind us. Which I, if the pa- if you know the past two weeks we've canceled all men. This week we're canceling some specific men we because some men. So I think it was in the fourth quarter. We we're up by a lot. Um, I think we're in the red zone, right? Yeah, because it was a touchdown pass, correct? Perhaps. Okay, so in it, it's a fourth down. I have, like, no recollection. <laughs> and they go to pat, they go to throw the ball, and the guys behind us are like, this is why Michigan doesn't win. What kind of play calling is that? Who throws the ball on a fourth down? What? And they're, like, freaking out. And then as soon as they pass it, they're like, and, like, I'm pretty sure, I could be completely remembering this wrong, but as soon as they throw the ball, did we have any um, passing touchdowns in the fourth quarter? 26-yard pass. And Nico Collins. Are either of them... Hmm. I don't recall. I don't it might know. have been so, this one. So, everyone, like, dogs on Shay. Yeah. And I was just kind of impressed that Dylan McCaffrey can throw a football 26 yards. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the Dylan McCaffrey one, because I remember that one, because we were both like, wait, he can do that? He can do that. Um, but anyway. But also, the rings kind of vibed away at that point. Yeah. But anyway, so, whatever that pass was, the guys behind us were like, this is horrible play calling. I also don't know how they knew we were going to, whatever. They were like, this is horrible. Why would you pass? Why would you pass? Why would you pass? And then as soon as, like, he passes and it is caught by its respective receiver, they're like, oh, yeah, baby, that's an NFL pass. Yeah, let's go blue. We're like, this encapsulates the Michigan fan base completely right here because we're like, oh, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Oh, yeah, go blue. And it's like, oh, my gosh, shut (laughs) up. Just, like, don't share your opinions if you're going to, like, walk them back right away. It was annoying. And also, yes, Dylan McCaffrey threw a football and someone caught it, which is notable. Mike Sanders threw Wait, is that the first time Dylan's gone in since his concussion? Mm, I'm pretty sure he vibed in. Did he? No, he didn't vibe in. I think this is Did that he? was the first time he's gone in. I can't remember. Who's to say? Welcome so, back, like, Dylan. So, like, congrats and welcome back. Award goes to Dylan. <laughs> um, the cutest leading receiver goes to Ronnie. Ronnie Bell. Yes, because he's the leading receiver. <laughs> That's the joke of that one. There's only one leading receiver. Um, the congratulations by Post Malone Award goes to the Michigan football team. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory there. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your dub. By Post Malone. Yeah. Should we give people, like, an update on Brandon Peters? Sure. What's the update on Brandon Peters? He won a football game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, we just need to briefly touch on how Ohio State is the best team in the country, do we except have for maybe to? LSU. Like, do we have to? Okay, it's just like I don't want to. They because it affects us because they beat Wisconsin and <laughs> we didn't beat Wisconsin. <clears throat> and everyone's saying Chase Young for Heisman, and some people Chase Young looked horrifying. I thought you were gonna say horrible. <laughs> Horrifying. Like if I was Jay Patterson, I'd be like, "They're sick." Like, <laughs> the, that whole team is Heisman contenders. I'm they have three. I'm, yes, they have three. My brother sent it to me. J.K. Dobbins, yeah. Justin Fields, Chase Young. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we won't die. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got to say. Next. Um. Okay. Can we just say briefly? Like, do you think Minnesota's actually good or not yet? Uh, Big Ten West bad. Okay, that's because that's. Did you see PJ Flag sent like this whole letter to College Game Day, like please have College Game Day at my team, and it was like really lame and depressing. I'm like whatever. It's like you really shouldn't have to like. I honestly keep forgetting that like Minnesota is like an undefeated team. Me too. Because like the Big Ten West is just. I'm like the Big like, Ten West or the, the Big like Ten. A thing. It's like a tumbleweed. 
Yes, it is. That's the Big Ten West. And, and that's why, like, I keep thinking, like, technically, um, the Big Ten still has two college football playoff contenders because, I mean, Penn State isn't realistic, but if, like, there, there's still two teams that have to be in the conversation, and I'm like, technically three, because if Minnesota wins out, you're going to have to have a conversation. But the thing is, they won't. Because winning out, even if they win the Big Ten West, means beating Ohio State. I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's move on to the real sport. Basketball news? Yeah. Oh, yay. Oh, we are so close to playing basketball. It's like... Well, we're not going to play basketball. As a Michigan program, (laughs) they are so close to playing basketball. Um, I think their first, like, exhibition game is on the first, the official, like first game whatever is on the fifth we are so close guys um i'm so excited i'm so excited they played like a secret scrimmage and like beat like was it detroit they beat someone and didn't like david julius have a lot of julius had like many points and everyone was like this is amazing and i was like it really is i'm so fascinated i love the sophomore class like so much so when they like vibe around like have fun and play basketball like it makes my heart, like, sore. It's really adorable. And also, like, I'm really fascinated by the concept of a secret scrimmage. Like, because how did the scores get leaked? There were people there. But I don't think they let press there. Well, there's, like, people there. Like, who? Probably just, like, people that have, like, access to the internet. Nothing would be, like, very much of a secret nowadays. No, but it is a secret. Well, it's no longer a secret, because I know who won, and it was Michigan. And, like, the tentative starting rotation is... Eli Brooks, John Teske, Isaiah Livers, um, Adrian Nunez, and who did I forget? Xavier Simpson. So not ideal. Uh, oh, yeah. Aside from Eli Brooks, everyone else, like, kind of, like, I expect. mean, yeah, I guess it's fine for, like, preseason, but, like, that's not how we would like it. Because what did you say? David DeJulius. No. Oh. <laughs> Eli it's Brooks is, so Eli Brooks isn't at the two, and then, we have position positionless basketball okay but like if you were to like slot them into positions i just think it's weird i i just don't think that they're it's all like a they hodgepodge we don't have anybody right now because like a franz and like a brand new bro honestly like i honestly i only think like a franz would have been the only other like one that would have been different out of the starting rotation um, mm. okay wait so the starting rotation like, get rid of an Eli, and it would have been a Franz. So <laughs> That's like, my personal thing. Isaiah. I don't know if Franz plays the same position as yeah, Eli Brooks. He does. Because I'm, like, vibing like, around on this positionless basketball, and I'm like, yeah. Let's still put him somewhere. I was like, yeah, you'll put him in. <laughs> yeah. No, um, Franz is a wing player. Um, Who's to say? Franz is in a cast. That's true. So he's a no player. <laughs> Franz he has no position. Because he's broken. And same with Brandon Johns, who... Has, like, a boot. So he wouldn't be starting? No. Wait, let me think of what... cool. What players are on this team? We have Xavier Simpson, Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, Brandon Johns, John Tusky. Who would you put in besides Brandon Johns? I'd be like... If if I had everybody? Yeah. I'd have John Tusky, Isaiah Livers, Xavier Simpson, Franz... Mm. Oh shoot! Who would I have? Colin. <laughs> <Before>. Imagine. <laughs> uh, 
I feel like we're forgetting about somebody. No. Hmm. Who is to say? Honestly, I'd put it in Adrian. Hmm. Okay. So, like I said, basically the, like, tentative, like, starting rotation right now, like, everyone's, like, rumored starting whatever, starting five, um, would be everyone except replace Eli Brooks with Franz. Okay. And I'm chill with that. Okay. We can do that. I, w- I would replace anyone with Franz in my life. No, you wouldn't. If you're in my life, just know that you could be replaced by Franz oh, at any so moment. That's scary. <laughs> Welcome to Views of Sydney Boulevard. I'm Franz Wagner. <laughs> and I'm in our sheet. That be so fine. I could be replaced so quickly. If Franz offered to go host, you'd become the producer real quick. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> so the day that Michigan beat Notre Dame, which I don't know if you know, but Michigan beat Notre Dame at the Ooh. same on the same day, Karis Levert I love her. scored twenty seven points, and Duncan Robinson scored sixty one or sixty one, maybe career um, twenty one points. Honestly, it's probably about sixty one out of or NBA points. <laughs> um, so Duncan and Karis. We like kind of literally, like two of like my favorite human beings from like Michigan football, Michigan football, Michigan <laughs> basketball's <laughs> past. Literally, I think they're both in my top five. Like I've decided, like for like Christmas, I very much want like a Karis Levert jersey. Can we say our top five like favorite Michigan former Michigan basketball players? Because I think it's pretty quick. DJ Wilson, Karis Levert, um, Mo Wagner, Duncan Robinson, like Mitch McGarry was like at the moment. I'm just gonna say Trey Burke. Trey Burke, sure. Or like, D Wall. I do. I love. I know, D-Wall. right? I, I know. Love Spike. D-Wall. Spike is like a coaching at some vibe. Yeah, He's but, not in the NBA. No, I said former Michigan basketball. Players. Oh, that you meant like in the NBA. No, Mitch McGarry is oh, yeah, playing professional bowling, so he's not in the NBA. National Bowling Association, though, so maybe. Mm. Um. Anybody else? No, I don't think so. Like Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose. Ray Jackson, Jimmy King. Who am I missing? Chris Webber. I was like, dear goodness. <laughs> that pause. Oh my. <laughs> we're so close to Chris Webber coming to Chrysler. I was like, you recovered really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. It's almost Halloween. Yes. Welcome to spooky season. Welcome to spooky views on Stadium Boulevard. I decided to write hand a really, really, really short story. It's a scary story, so Wolverines hang tight to your <laughs> loved ones. Tight. Okay. <laughs> she she tried to sit so close to me so that I wouldn't see it, and I said, "No, no, no." <laughs> okay, sure. Right, read ready? your story to me. Okay. Once upon a time in the haunted city of Columbus, a gaggle of Wolverines <laughs> thought it would be fun to venture there on a random afternoon around noon on a Saturday to play. Is this a rhyming story? No. <laughs> Some Wolverines were scared because of the known haunts around the city. Flashes of red were everywhere, and the most scary sights of Buckeyes appeared. Startled, they ran into the toilet bowl-looking stadium to hide, <laughs> but they were easily found and exposed. Play us in football or die, the crazy tree nuts said. So they vibed them in football and died and were never seen again. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> Isn't it super scary? It's so spooky. You're gonna have nightmares now. Sorry. No, like literally. <laughs> like I have had nightmares about that. I don't think I've actually had nightmares about it. But like, like okay. Maybe like the actual like Ohio State football team of twenty nineteen. 
Yeah, that that team. That has like strength. Uh, like the team Which last is. year didn't give me nightmares at all, and that's why I didn't want to lose to them. Maybe to, like, end up on a high note, what's your favorite Halloween candy that you received as a youth? Like, when you were, like, receiving mm. the candy, like, you're like, yes, I got this. Kit Kats and Reese's Cups. This is, like, pre-vegan Hannah, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Post-vegan Hannah, can, you can get me the vegan ones. <laughs> okay. Today when Harley and I were in the car, she's like, you can have a dum-dum. And I was like, I don't really want one. She's like, well, I don't have anything else that's vegan. And I was like, you weren't, like, required to give me a snack. Okay, I won candy at Pinball Beats. And I was like, you want to, like, share in, like, my treasures? And she was like, no. I'm going to reject reject your candy. Um, My faves, I'm just, like, simple in the fact that I just, like, really love, like, like, the Hershey's. I knew you were going to say that. Like, like, the little tiny, like, Hershey bars and, like, kind of cats. <laughs> I love chocolate. Like, ugh. Dark chocolate. Like, Ooh. the Hershey's special dark. Mm, when I was younger, yes. I always thought it was pronounced Hershey's. And then we'd Hershey's? get, like, Hershey's Kisses. And I would call them Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you want a Hershey's Kiss? And then my grandparents would be like, yes. <laughs> That's super lame. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Um, happy Halloween, everyone, and, um, go blue!